the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. church and state did vladimir putin suffer a heart attack we'll also be covering obama's dirty little secrets plus jesus in a box hello christian patriots and welcome to church and state where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics and i'm your host caleb collier once again your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show that you listen to on a daily basis hey before i get into uh, our website and whatnot I'm going to talk a little bit about a couple of friends that I have that also do radio broadcasts on the American Christian Network. I am, of course, boy, that was weird. I had like a weird gasp or something. It was strange. Anyway, um, I've got Be Vigilant over there with Matt and Becky Dean and Emancipation Propaganda with Ashley McBride. Um, The other day, they did a show where they were publicly berating me. That's right. Yours truly. Can you believe that? Yeah, something is afoot here. They were talking about how I can't do any shows without talking about Flat Earth and um, the Nephilim and all this stuff and kind of teasing me. Only good nature, I hope or suppose. But uh, I have decided on church and state to officially declare a war. That's right, a war against Be Vigilant and Emancipation Propaganda. They won't know what hit them. I've been at this longer than they have. I, I've, I've honed my skills as a radio talk show host to where I am ready to do some verbal sparring with Be Vigilant and Emancipation Propaganda. Now, here's the thing. I'm a gentleman. All of you know that. I'm a total gentleman, right? So what I'm in doing right now is I'm taking off my glove and I'm slapping them in the face with it. And I'm, I'm issuing the challenge of a duel to them, but they have to accept it first. So I'm not going to go after them yet, but stand by. We'll see if they are cowards. Ooh, now I'm really laying it on thick. Or if they are up to the challenge. So there you guys go. All you have to do is give me a solid challenge accepted, and it's on. All right. And I'm look at that. I'm taking on two different radio shows. That's, that's how sure of myself I am. Two of them. Yeah, two of them. I, I'm ready to go to war. All right, anyway. Churchandstate.media, that is our website. You love it. You watch it. You go to it all the time. You've got it saved. In fact, some of you, I think, have that picture of Gabe right there. It's like your your picture on your laptops might be the case. Anyway, go over there and start downloading the shows and share them with people. Also, uh, as you know, we are trying to fundraise. We've, uh, we've taken on some new things, and um, I'm not ready to announce that yet, but uh, stay tuned. That'll be interesting to talk about. Um, but we do need money to stay on the American Christian Network. So if you feeling charitable, please donate to us. There's a donate button right at the top of the page. You can see it. Chris is flashing it white right there. Click on it. Even if it's just five bucks, five bucks is going to help us. Also, you can take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. And we've got some great affiliate programs here. Who do I want to showcase today? I want to showcase, ooh, I'm really into this Lego bricks thing. Well, it's not actually Lego bricks, but they, they work like Legos. They're photo bricks and you can take any photo 
any photo you want. You could even, you know, it would be fun actually as Christmas season is upon us. I talked about this before on this, with, with this specific product, but some people do some really great white elephant Christmas parties. You could get the most embarrassing photo of your friend and then have that person get that white elephant gift. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Like just a really, really bad look. You know, like that awkward third grade photo or something like that. I've actually threatened to put this on people's wedding cakes before. I haven't done it yet, but I should. But we could do that with a photo brick. It's a great idea, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here on Church and State. Lastly, if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at proton.me. I'm kind of mad at my audience right now. Not a single one of you wrote me to tell me what your favorite dinosaur was. Or is, I should say, because we're bringing it back. You all have to have favorite dinosaurs. Why do you make me cry myself to sleep at night, fans? That's not very nice of you. So please let me know what it is. And it better not be, what was that dinosaur that Aaron from the range liked? That was like, uh, man, I'm sorry, Aaron. I like you. I like you. But that was the most soy boy response, the little dinosaur with the, like you could pet. Come on, man. Get something with teeth in it. Anyway, all right, I'm feeling froggy today. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about some of the news that is occurring. Um, I woke up today, and a lot of people are angry. Normally, I appreciate that. But uh, they're angry at a woman by the name of Jenna Ellis. Now, she's a Trump co-defendant, and she, plead, she pled guilty in the Georgia election case. Now, look, she had to read a, uh, a really nasty statement and uh, a lot of people were going online to attack her. She's a traitor. She should have stood up for the cause. Um, I want you all to understand something about this. She was forced into this. Okay, this wasn't, I, I highly doubt that this is actually how she feels about the entire situation. Um, I hope, uh, Chris, is there a video of it? I thought there was a video in the, um, in the story that I sent you. Wanted to hear it from her own words. Well, thank you, Your Honor, for the opportunity to address the court. As an attorney who is also a Christian, I take my responsibilities as a lawyer very seriously, and I endeavor to be a person of sound moral and ethical character in all of my dealings. In the wake of the 2020 presidential election, I believed that challenging the results on behalf of President Trump should be pursued in a just and legal way. I endeavored to represent my client to the best of my ability. I relied on others, including lawyers with many more years of experience than I, to provide me with true and reliable information, especially since my role involved speaking to the media and to legislators in various states. What I did not do, but should have done, Your Honor, was to make sure that the facts the other lawyers alleged to be true were in fact true. In the frenetic pace of attempting to raise challenges to the election in several states, including Georgia, I failed to do my due diligence. I believe in and I value election integrity. If I knew then what I know now, I would have declined to represent Donald Trump in these post-election challenges. I look back on this whole experience with deep remorse. For those failures of mine, Your Honor, I have taken responsibility already before the Colorado Bar who censured me. And I now take responsibility before this court and apologize to the people of Georgia. Thank All right. you. Go ahead and stop it there. Um, it's hard to listen to. Right? I told the conference it was Number an honor one. to be there. Um, oh, we got Jim Jordan on now. Number one, um, 
the issue there is obviously this is a woman who is deeply emotional and I don't like a lot of the things that she said there. I firmly believe that uh, our election was stolen. I, I believe that there was fraud during the 2020 and also the 2022 elections. But here's the thing. This woman was forced into making this statement. This is a plea deal. Okay, By doing this, by reading this statement, this was part of her plea deal, she avoids prison time. Okay, This is a young woman. I believe she's a mother. And it's easy for us to armchair quarterback a situation like this. It's easier for us in the comfort of our homes with our families around us to say, oh, that woman is a traitor. Why wouldn't she stand on her convictions? It's easy for us to say things like that. But actually put yourself in her place. Actually put yourself in, your, in her place. Imagine you, especially, uh, let's talk to the mothers right now, the young women out there. Imagine being told that you are going to be thrown in a prison and you're not going to see your kids for maybe a decade. Consider what all of the, uh, the other J6ers, how long their prison sentences have been, 17 years, 20 years. This, they are going after anyone associated with this event. And so I don't fault this woman at all for making this statement to try to avoid jail time so that she could be home with her family, with her children. I don't fault her at all for that. But what it goes to prove at a larger scale is how weaponized our judicial system is. There used to be a time in America where justice was blind, where it didn't matter public opinion. What mattered was the Constitution, that we were afforded certain rights that the system wouldn't be weaponized against people who had opposing views or opinions. But it doesn't like that anymore. Now you stick your neck out and you're going to get whacked. And every single individual who engages in this theater has got to be prepared for something like that. Many of the J6ers were. Many others were not. But people... And I'm going to throw myself in this category as well. Because I won't be silenced. I won't shut up. But you have to actually have a conversation with your family. you got to spend a lot of time in prayer to come to the conclusion that it doesn't matter at all what they're going to do, what could possibly happen to me. I'm not going to be silent. And for this woman, ultimately, she decided to take a plea deal. And before you throw stones at some act like that, I want you to turn those fingers around and point to yourself a little bit and say, what would I do in that type of a situation? Because not all of us are born for a storm. Some like me are. And I can only, I mean, it's easy once again for me even. Here I am in the comfort of my studio. There's no jackbooted thugs beating down the door ready to take me off some re-education camp. But I also know me. I know my personality. Yeah, I'd be a political prisoner. I might even be something worse. But they're never going to stop every one of us. And so this woman, I don't necessarily approve 
I guess I'll say it this way. I'm not going to condemn and I'm not going to condone her actions. But I just want to remind people before we start attacking anyone that we view as a traitor to our cause, that you might act in the same manner. So approach this topic with a little bit of grace. Let's move on to uh, Vladimir Putin. Now, I talked about this, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, that uh, there were a lot of rumors that were occurring that were saying that Vladimir Putin was uh, was not doing too well health-wise. And sure enough, we've got a post coming out. Uh, this is from Twitter or X now. That he suffered cardiac, cardiac arrest, and it's sparking massive alarm in the Kremlin inner circle. Now, this is actually hitting the news cycles. The mainstream media is talking about this as well. And they're claiming that these uh, security forces that are under Putin, they entered his room after they heard a collapse and found him and actually had to engage in CPR before bringing him back to life uh, where he was taken to the ICU. Now, of course... The Kremlin is denying all of this, and the fact that the Kremlin is denying it, to me, adds a lot of legitimacy (laughs) to this claim. Uh, Typically, if the Russians are saying, nope, not at all, look the other direction, yeah, then there's probably some truth to that. This is going to be very interesting for world affairs if Putin is, in fact, this sick and is on his uh, deathbed. Uh, number one, there will, of course, be a mourning period for the Russians, and uh, he'll be entombed with the uh, great leaders of Stalin and Lenin, of course, uh, you know, people who took Russia completely in the wrong direction. And it's not like I'm going to mourn Vladimir Putin. I, I've gone on record many times saying I don't, I'm not a Russian supporter. I, I'm not necessarily believing that Vladimir Putin and the Russians are, of course, the, uh, the good guys in this Ukrainian conflict. But I have said he's a nationalist. And he loves his country. And because he has been trained by the KGB for so many years, he recognizes the process that the World Economic Forum, that the globalists are trying to engage in. He sees the exact same methods that he, was, he employed to bring down the West being attempted to be employed in Russia. So he's been combating that. If he goes, there will be a massive power vacuum in the Russian government. And you will see a lot of lobbying and probably a lot of deaths as the new leader emerges. Russia has been a a stable nation, as it were, for a lot of the Middle Eastern countries and South Africa or uh, uh, African countries that have embraced communism. They've been almost like the mother hen of the smaller third world communist nations. And so if he goes and there's uh, some disruption in that, we can expect there to be conflicts all over the world. This goes on to... uh, it goes, it goes well with Revelation and what we're warned in Matthew 24 that there will be wars and rumors of wars. I would be watching this one intently. I'd be watching this to see if he goes and what that means for the world stage. It'll mean that uh, for a short period, at least, that Russia will be out of the game in assisting countries like Syria and Iran, other ones which would then allow the globalists to uh, 
engage a whole lot more in all of their games, their globalist sick games. We're already seeing an escalation in America with uh, the war in Israel. The troops are being readied. I saw a post not too long ago about uh, the troops being served lobster and steak. Now, Pat was in the military, and I was in the military. Pat, uh, I don't know if your mic's working or not, but how often did you get steak and lobster while you were in the military? Twice a year. Twice a year is what he said. Twice a year. What, why'd you get it twice? What'd you get it for? What what holidays were they for? Uh, whenever the seafood thawed. Oh, whenever the seafood thawed out. Okay. In the Marine Corps, we got steak and lobster one time a year. It wasn't Christmas. No. It was the Marine Corps birthday. That's when we got it. That's when we got to celebrate. So anytime somebody from the military sees uh, the troops being given a <laughs> five-star meal, we know that uh, something is afoot. Something is occurring. And I would suggest it's that they're being deployed. We've already got Iran engaging in all sorts of atrocities. This thing is going to escalate. And without Russia in the mix, it's going to get even worse, which sounds kind of foreign to say. But trust me, Russia has been uh, at least, and not even necessarily in a positive way, they've been stability in certain regions. So I <coughs> wanted to bring that to your attention. Moving on to uh, Barack Obama. Why do I want to move on to Barack Obama? Well, things aren't going so well for him. Barack Obama, I think every one of us would agree, is uh, pulling some strings with Joe Biden. I think uh, most of us are pretty aware that Joe Biden is not, his head's not in the game. Uh, we've also got, and I'll probably talk about this on a later episode as well, but the whole chin incident, did you guys see that? The chin incident? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure no matter how hard I push on my chin, I can't like indent it. Yeah. Well, apparently Biden has that ability. It's a superpower, but, uh, Barack Obama and Michelle Obama, or maybe more appropriately, Michael Obama, um, have been in the wings for potentially a, a run Maybe 2024, maybe 2028, we don't know. But they're obviously not done. There's been a lot of talk about Michelle Obama partnering up with Oprah Winfrey for a run at the White House. <coughs> I would hope that uh, no one would accept that one. But then we had this case, this mysterious case of the White House chef who died while paddleboarding. And we've got the Secret Service that tried to cover it up. Uh, they were told that the Obamas were nowhere near uh, the location when the drowning occurred, and then it turns out that Barack Obama was there. And now we've got rumors online that uh, this chef was probably engaged in some homosexual behavior with the former president, Barack Obama. We've already got the rumors that Michelle Obama is, in fact, a man. Well, there's also the rumors that this White House chef was writing a tell-all book. Well, they can't have that. Somebody like that is going to have to be dealt with. So he fell into the water and drowned in a relatively uh, safe harbor. Uh, the water was not that deep. And now we've got the audio from the Secret Service. And Chris, I was hoping you could play that. It's down at the bottom there. There you go. Go ahead and play the audio clip of the Secret Service call to 911. Uh, a lot of this is going to be edited. 911, the sign's recorded. Where is your emergency? 
we have a male drowning in the um, back of the property right now. We have our rescue swimmers. They're attempting to go out there um, right now. Uh, what's your phone number that you called in on? What's the best access? swimmer and an agent driving down there right now to get on the boat. Uh, someone came running up to our uh, back post saying that a gentleman, uh, it's just a guest of the house, um, is out there drowning. So right now, a rescue swimmer is going out there. And you said you guys have boat access, so what do you guys need? Do you need an ambulance or do you need water rescue as well? Um, they didn't advise right now. Um, I would say at least an ambulance, and I don't know if they're what they're doing in the back of the property right now. I know they're getting. We have our rescue swimmer who's getting the boat right now. Um, so, um, I would say at least an ambulance. I don't know what the all right the time is. All right, I'll send the ambulance over and I'll uh, contact the fire chief and see where he wants to go, the duty chief, and see where if he wants to drop the boat in there. Um, and uh, I don't know if you have like a better number for me to call you back if we get them out of the water and I can give you another situation report. They're not passing anything over the radio right now. Yeah, I can give you that if you'd like. Yeah, we'll, go ahead. We'll have our, uh, our gate open and we'll send the ambulance down to the front of the house. And uh, I'll, I'll call you back once I hear about, uh, once they give a status report down by the water. Mm -hmm. And do you know if it's a male or a female? Just... It's a male, 40, 40. 40. All right, male to male. All right, I will, uh, I'll start telling everyone out there, okay? Okay, thank you, sir. You're welcome, thank you, take care. Right. July 23. 2023 19 You can hear that uh, so much of this redacted, uh, even uh, relatively benign information uh, that they didn't want out there. They're saying that the case is closed, but we know for sure that that is not the case. Uh, look, I don't know who this individual is. Uh, chances are that if you worked for the Obamas, I probably didn't have a lot uh, that I agreed with him on. He was probably a very leftist. Uh, if he's engaging in homosexual behavior with Barack Obama, I disagree with that lifestyle as well. But the man deserves justice. Okay, And if this individual was silenced because he was going to do a tell-all book and reveal the information that many of us already know about Barack Obama and his wife-husband, Michael Michelle then that information deserves to be gotten out there. We, as the, as the American public, as the government, we the people, we deserve to know this type of information about our elected leaders or previous elected leaders. So I'm not going to let this one go. I would hope the audience uh, would also demand justice for the White House chef that was, in my opinion, murdered. And... Last but not least, let's talk about Jesus in a box. This is something that frustrates me uh, so much because I, as you well know from my job with TPUSA Faith, I go into a lot of churches and I have to 
talk with pastors and I'll visit a lot of churches and I'll hear their messages. And overwhelmingly, I hear about love. And that's fine. Jesus is love. The God that we serve is a very loving God. But they tend to put Jesus in this box and they don't want to let him out of it. They want to keep him there. And they have a very watered down message where we just want to get people in the church and we just want to love on them wherever they're at, whatever position they're in. That's not discipleship. That's not a very loving action when you encourage people to continue on in their sinful lives so long as we have them in the church, <clears throat> so long as they're only hearing a good message, one that doesn't convict them, wasn't, doesn't uh, encourage behavioral changes. No, that's not the God that you and I serve. You see, the Bible, um, and it's throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament, they describe our creator with many different emotions, not just love. Think about how boring if you and I were only capable of one emotion. No one would want to be around us. And are we not created in God's image? And so if we have emotions across the spectrum, wouldn't you expect that our creator would also have those emotions? But I didn't just want to go on a uh, monologue about this issue. I wanted to actually bring proof to all of you. And so there are at least 10 real-life emotions that Jesus expressed in the New Testament. And I wanted to remind every single one of you of these. Number one, there's joy. Jesus expressed joy at pleasing his Father. Now, some may argue joy is very similar to love. Uh, not entirely. I mean, yes, it's a happy emotion. But you have to remember that John, in, in the book of John, 15, 10 through 11... Jesus told his followers, if they keep his commandments, they will abide in his love, just as he has kept his father's commandments and abide in his father's love. These things I have spoken to you so that my my joy may be in you. There it is, his joy. He expresses joy. Let's go uh, into some more, some that, some that we uh, largely bypass, exhaustion. He expressed exhaustion from the demands of his ministry, on more than one occasion. I see that I'm running out of time. I'm going to have to hurry this up. He expressed anger. Anger at the hypocrisy of religion. <coughs> Obviously, most people are familiar with the uh, turning over the table and fashioning a whip. He, dis he, uh, he, he describes disgust. Okay, he's, he's absolutely indignant toward the money changers in the temple. He expresses sorrow at the ravages of sin and death. He also has compassion for the lost and downtrodden. And frustration at slow learners and their lack of faith. That one's a really interesting one. Right? When they tried to cast out the demons and Jesus' rather harsh, harsh words towards them. You unbelieving and perverse generation. Yeah, that's a bit frustration with them. He also has agony at the impending suffering and empathy for the pain of others. And ultimately, in the best one, forgiveness in the face of betrayal. Don't put Jesus in a box. I believe the most 
appropriate thing we can do as believers is to believe in him and all of the emotions. Church and State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party. I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.